0: Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast will include mature themes and scenes. This actual play uses the Delta Green role-playing game rules by Arc Publishing. All content, including names, places, events companies and etc which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental my name is michael diamond and for tonight's game i will be your handler. you're all cordially invited to a night at the opera thank you for joining us again another episode of the old Ways podcast i am your handler handler michael diamond and we are back with impossible landscapes as we return to the night forest. So, as we'd like to do at the top of the show, we'd like to thank you, the listening audience, and especially you, our Patreon audience. And so, if you're enjoying this or any of the other things that The Old Ways Podcast does, you can support us via our Patreon at patreon.com slash The Old Ways Podcast. And you can also give us a subscribe on YouTube at The Old Ways Podcast. And who knows? You might catch some fun videos there. You could watch some of our live performances at Chaosium Con 23 You could also... Stay up to date on some of our newest stuff coming up at Origins in June and in October at GameholeCon. So without further ado, I will raise the curtain and I will allow the cast to introduce themselves to my right.
1: Hey, it's me, Miranda. I play Agent Olivia Dartford, a.k.a. Dr. Aaron Weber. Who knows which is which at any given point in time? And uh, I feel like I'm going to have trouble getting and keeping my bearings in this place.
0: I think that that's probably a reasonable assumption for your scientific brain, too. Agent Darford's right.
2: Hello, I am your friend Nate, and I play Elliot Winters, Diplomatic Services Special Agent for the U.S. Department of State, also known right now as Special Agent Oscar Bennett. And we seem to have found ourselves in an impossible
0: space. I'm just taking a little sit down and thinking about that. If you were going to have a place to sit down and have a think, this is probably the place to do it. And at the end of the table.
3: Hi, this is Allie and I play Agent Joanne Hart, or as I'm known to the others, as Agent Ophelia Ward. And I'm hunting down someone who looks like, no, no, is definitely my sister.
0: Yes. yes. the uh, eagerness by which you slipped into... One of these long, dark hallways up here is, um, well, it's, it's rather something. I look forward to getting to it, and last but most certainly at least. Hi, my name
4: is Tegan, and I'm playing Brett Hawking, a.k.a. Young Buck. And I am here, currently agent of NCIS, and I am here to chase down our, our quickly departing fellow agent and make sure that she's a-okay.
0: So, as we look back in on this smoking room, we pick up on a couple of very important details. Ones which were perhaps passed over in the myriad of um, eyes which were used on it before. The furniture here is overstuffed. You can tell this, Agent Winters, when you collapse into one of these chairs. You don't really collapse all the way like you were expecting to. It kind of makes you sit up high a little bit. And the floor here is irregular, just slightly. You can tell it's a little bit bent to the right in in one space. Maybe there was some water damage earlier. The rugs don't seem to show it. And the smell in the room is different when you sit down. You hadn't picked up the staleness of all the cigar smoke before, but now you do. Agent Darford, after your revelation in front of Mr. Rourke, what's your next play
1: I don't know I I still feel like tracking down this castigue is, uh, is maybe the best first lead but he hasn't I haven't been getting very good <laughs> directions I'm a little concerned about just walking off are you planning on staying here Bennett
2: no no of course not I'm I'm just uh... You know what? You're right. I see what you're getting at. I'll stand up. My glass, which Rourke had given me, is empty. We haven't been here that long, but this glass is empty, and I think, uh, I think you're right, Dartford. Um, Handler, did we... Was it... So when Ward took off and O'Neill took off, was that obvious? Oh, yeah. And did it seem distressed, or was it just, I'm going to... As I remember it, it was, I'm going to go explore. I'm going to go figure this, find this person. Is that, am I remembering it right?
0: They went off to explore and then it sort of felt like Agent O'Neill had sort of like an oh shit moment, like nobody should go alone anywhere a few seconds later and then O'Neill took off and that's when your butt hit the seat.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Darford. um, Well, let me just, I want to turn back, I want to open the door that we just came through and see what's behind it.
0: open the door that you came through to get into the lounge and you see a hallway stretches on for a bit and then turns left
1: not the stairs that go down because we came right in here from stairs I thought correct and now there's no stairs there are not fuck
0: roll sanity fuck
1: oh 95 okay
0: I succeeded. Okay. So, both of you are overcome with a feeling of helplessness. It crawls its way up into your shoulder blades, Dr. Weber. It sits there for a little while until it taps on the back of your brain, and it tells you, run, 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 run!
1: And Aaron takes off. But where? I would say down the hallway that is behind the door that we came through. Okay. Because I want to get out, and it only makes sense to me to get out is that way.
0: Okay. You shoot down the hallway. and I try and grab her when I see this? I won't make you roll for it, Agent Winters, but tell me what your dexterity is. (laughs) It's 40. Yeah, there's no way you're going to catch Agent Darford before she leaps and uses that flight instinct that all humans have. She is definitely gone. I'm going to just as a a note to the group here, to the agents I'm handling, I'm going to choose not to share your sanity losses at this point in time. I'll let you know. So you run agent Darford, you run forward five or six feet, and then you hit the hallway as it goes left and you continue to run. Bennett, you're going after her.
2: Olivia, Olivia. I'm gonna follow behind as quickly as possible.
0: Okay. You follow behind as quickly as possible. When you go left, Agent Bennett, and you go after Olivia, you go into the hallway and she's nowhere to be found. She's gone. I'll call out, Miss Dartford, where'd you wreck off to? Miss Dartford? Agent Bennett, the hallway is 15 to 20 feet long. There's no way she's made that much distance up. You don't even see a T yet. The lights in the hallway are dim enough that you can't see too far ahead, and you don't even hear her running. Oh, there must be a
2: doorway or something, and I'm I'm going to fast walk down this hallway, looking to the left and the right for the doorway, the open doorway that she must have rushed into. I'm calling out, Darfur, Darfur, where are you? Darfur, make a noise. Say funny.
1: Do I hear, Bennett?
0: You don't, actually. The blood pounding in your ears is preventing you from hearing anything other than your own fear as you're pushing your way further and further down the hallway. It's moved left and then right again, and you've gotten to a longer portion of the main hallway in this building. And down there, down just just beyond the range of the light that's here, you see a small group of robed figures that are wearing some sort of strange something over their face perhaps party masks or something there's three or four of them clutched up at the end of the hallway here
1: I would I think in my hysteria run up to them and be pleading like how what is where i out do I need out how do I get out I might even like grab one of them
0: you head down that way uh, hoping to, to catch them you can hear your own footsteps on the carpeted hallways here. And there's this, almost this, you know the sound that your hand makes when you rub it over a corduroy. There's this specific sound that goes back and forth across your eardrums. And it, it seems like they pick up on it and then they scatter left and right.
1: Yeah, Dartford feels like, I, I, like I'm a rat and I've been a rat's maze and I don't know the way out.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Then I'm not a wholly neglectful mother. I, that's, I, so I am still worried about never fucking getting out of here. My kid's going to be stuck with my porn star ex-husband now.
0: A- Agent Bennett, you find a door. This has to be the door that she's gone into. It's the only door you've encountered here in this hallway. No knocking. Just turn the
2: handle and push against it.
0: All right. You turn the handle and push against it back to you in a minute. Agent O'Neill. you went after Agent Ward in hopes of tracking her down. I'm going to have you make a sanity roll for me as we proceed forward.
4: What have I done to deserve such sanity rolls? Oh, look at that. Critical success.
0: Okay. On a critical success, I will say That your fast thinking has gotten you to a place where you're able to tail Agent Ward effectively enough that you watch her react to someone at the far end of the hallway.
4: Wait, okay, so help me understand this. So I'm looking, I'm following her, I see her down the hallway and she's interacting with somebody? She's talking? Like I come around the corner?
0: You come around the corner and she seems to be... Reacting to someone that is further down the hallway, you can see that she sees someone, and you watch her speed up. And this isn't like this isn't like a speed up like I really need to go talk to this woman or I need to track this person down at, at my local Kmart to get a price check. This is oh my god, there's someone and and she is running down the hall after.
4: Them. Oh, Dip Ward. Hold up. And I'm going to double time this shit. I'm running now. I'm running. I got to catch up. I'm going to actually like I'm going to sprint. I'm going I'm going all out. It's it's the last it's the last quarter mile of my PT test. I I'm going to catch up.
0: Okay. She's going to end up out legging you. Um so we'll move camera just slightly ahead down this crazy carpeted hallway to you, Agent Ward. And you see her. She stares back at you. 30 or so feet away down the end of this hallway, you see your sister, Leslie, and, and you're, you're rushing to get to her. And the closer you seem to get to her, the more effort you put in behind trying to get to her, the more distance there seems to be placed between the two of you. Leslie hasn't moved. She seems to be scribbling something on a piece of paper.
3: So she's standing still.
0: She seems to be, yeah.
3: I'm gonna approach real slow. My eyes are wide and she's a deer. She's probably not real, right? I'm probably hallucinating just I'm I'm hallucinating this whole place. There's probably something going on back in that apartment that made all of us just see a bunch of shit.
0: If only your brain could move fast enough to reason that way. You slow down. You take the first physical physiological step when no distance is being made and you slow down and you slow down just enough and you see her make eye contact with you down the hallway and she drops the paper and suddenly you are collided with from behind by another person as Agent Agent O'Neill rockets into the back of you to try to catch up with you
3: get off of me and I'm gonna kind of scramble out from Underneath O'Neill and try to get back to my sister.
0: Okay. You stand back up. And at the end of the hallway, the T section is gone. It's a dead end. In the lone light that sits at the end of this hallway, you see two things. You see a note on the ground. And what looks to be something about the size of a pen nearby.
3: Yeah, without answering O'Neil, I'm going to hoof it to that paper and that pen. And I'm going to pick it up and look at it. Okay.
4: Yeah, I'm sticking close because, like, I don't want them to run off again. So, like, Ward, I'm grabbing your arm.
3: And I'm, I'm just going to shake you off. There's no words right now. I got a mission. I have to find out why she's here.
4: All right, but I'm sticking close, so...
0: You find this strange piece of paper. It seems almost like a receipt for something. On the receipt, there's a name.
3: I end up picking up something that specifically at the top says receipt. The date is July 3rd, 1995. And it is from Abigail Wright. Uh, For rent, apartment 10B, $850.
4: There's like a signature at the bottom and I cannot read it.
0: Very well. Agent Bennett, you open a door and step in. This is a strange room. It's dark. It looks like perhaps at one point it was a standard apartment. Inside, there seems to be a series of portraits on the wall. Relatively well-framed, black and white photographs. There's faces in each one. People staring into the camera. Their faces are blank. They're all dressed in very... Sort of a... Roaring 20s or 30s clothes. You see them holding... Each one... Holding... Various... Shaped bottles. There's a... Name in the... First portrait here. Catches your eye. It's written in ink. Very steady hand. There's an A... That is unrecognizable. And then the last name is Darabondi. D-A-R-I-B-O-N-D-I. There's another photograph to the right, no more than two or three feet away. And another, and another. What there isn't is any sign of Agent Darfur. My hand's still on the
2: doorknob. I, I walk in a step. But it's, I'm on a search. Dartford, you're in here. Dartford. And I think I'll notice what's there. My, my eyes will sweep the walls, but I'm, look, I'm looking for Agent Dartford mostly. And I'll listen for, I hear anything if
0: I listen? Yeah. There seems to be nearby a radio playing. Well, sir, there was a radio in the smoking lounge. You can't be far from that. I think I'll take a couple steps towards the noise. Mm-hmm. Olivia, you in here? You notice something along the wall here of these series of portraits. You see a, a portrait that's been done of the, a single dark bottle that sits on the floor. It's probably a, a wine bottle that's someone's painted over at some point. At the bottom of it, just at the bottom of the frame in this sort of scrollwork, Same handwriting as before from the first portrait. You see E period winter's period.
2: I don't like that.
0: Neither does your brain. Should I roll sand as I reach down to grab that? You absolutely should.
2: (laughs) Um, That is a uh, 99 over 62.
0: Okay, so that's not great. Dependent upon your perspective. You hear something. When you reach out and touch it, you hear a voice in your ear. And it says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God.
2: And I might make a noise, but I don't say anything, but I definitely... Turn around, maybe a little bit of a gasp or an Elliot Winter scream. Does that look for where that came
0: from, Agent Dartford? You hear a scream from the behind a door to your immediate right as you're walking down the hall. It's a man screaming, fearful, concerned, sheer panic in his voice.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll kind of rush through the door.
0: You rush through the door. You see Agent Bennett on the floor of the apartment looking at a frame of a picture. You are the light that spills into this darkened space. There is nothing on the picture. There is no photo in the frame. It is empty. But Agent Bennett hasn't stopped screaming yet.
1: Gonna grab Bennett and shake him a bit. But Bennett, what are you what are you doing? Bennett, what did you did you find a way out? What where are we? I, I haven't I haven't been able to find a way out. I'm like shaking him the whole time.
0: You snap out of it, Bennett, immediately. And am I holding Absolutely.
2: I reached down to grab and it was just to be clear, this bottle, this wine
0: bottle looking thing, it it had the portrait or it had the painting on it. Yeah, so what you have is basically, for lack of a better term, like a five by seven frame. Inside that five by seven frame, you saw a picture of a bottle. Now I get it. Okay, so you had you had taken it, and you clutched it, and then you saw what you saw at the bottom of that frame. And then once you saw it, you heard a voice in this room, and your mouth is dry, and you're on your knees in the middle of this room, and your your throat hurts now. And Dartford is talking to you.
2: Dartford, Dartford, I, I heard him. He was right. I heard him. He was right in my ear. And it's got. it has my name on it. And I heard him. You heard who, Bennett? And I'm going to have this frame. And if it says that, I'm not trying to hide it. He, he whispered in my ear. He said something terrible. And why does this have my name? And why? Why
1: is my throat hurt? Why? Where did you go? Why did you leave? Do I see a name anywhere on the frame?
0: Yeah, you do see a name on the frame. It you're not familiar with it.
1: Wait, is this no? But is this you? This is the real you.
0: Well, that's a good question. For you, Agent Dartford, it says D. Dot Carver.
1: Okay, I'm trying to decide if I would say that or not. I probably would. Honestly, I probably would say, "You're Carver."
0: Yeah. Yeah, so when you look back down at the frame, Agent Bennett, you see D. Carver on the frame. But you know what you saw. And you sure as hell know what you heard. Take one breath.
2: And I've seen some weird stuff before.
0: We all have. But my... I think my
2: training will help kick in since I have snipped out of it. What is this, D. Carver? D. Darver? What did... No, I saw... I saw something different. I I think I got spooked. I saw something different. I'm I'm getting up to stand up off my
1: This place is fucking weird. We there's no door. There's no way out. I've been running. I I I saw these people in mass and when I tried to get near them, they they scattered like roaches and uh I heard you screaming. Uh I, I haven't been able to find my way out yet.
2: No, I thought I I thought I saw something else, and uh, and I thought I heard, it must have been that radio, I thought I heard something whisper to me at a particularly low moment when I was just spooked But thank you for, as soon as you came in, I feel like you it's you snapped me right out of it, appreciate that.
1: But this doesn't make sense though. But
2: what about the, the way we came in, we just go back to the way we came in.
1: No, we tried to that's the door that's the door I ran out through
2: yeah but we can at least get to that that lounge and maybe maybe work can we oh, I, s- I assume so I assume so and I'm gonna start walking towards that way let's I mean let's go cheat Darfur um you ever heard of the living God does that ring a bell
1: I'll kind of look at Bennett in a way that's kind of like sure. I mean I'm a I mean I'm a person of science though.
2: Mhm. Yeah I used to no neither here nor there. I swear I, I picked this thing up I had a little bit of a shock and um I swear this voice whispered to me it's a fearful thing what is it to be captured by fall into the hands of the living god and that's when I gave that yell. It wasn't a scream was it it was a yell right I just sort of just a little yell.
1: No, it was a scream.
2: I don't remember a scream. Hand to heart. I don't remember a scream, which is worrisome.
1: You were on. You were on the floor screaming.
2: Let's go see if we can get out of here. We don't need to tell other people about this either. I don't think. I mean, that's it's just between us. That's that Does that work for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I won't say. Oh, you you ran off in one direction. I you know I gave a, a yell that made it maybe sound like a scream behind the closed door or something uh it's it, it's just between us I think
1: yeah let's worry let's worry about getting out of here first but okay yeah no it can it, it can stay between us Bennett
2: yeah I think that's best
0: agent Ward and uh agent O'Neill after finding yourselves um the recipients of a strange receipt at the end of a hallway where you swear you saw somebody really important to yourself agent Ward What are the two of you doing?
4: Didn't you say there was like a pen?
0: Yeah, there's a pen on the ground.
4: Oh, sweet. I picked that pen up. I got a free pen.
0: Yep, you have a free pen. It's um, brown, um, light brown. It's got a little silver um, ring in the center where the pen comes apart. Looks like a pretty standard pen. There's some text on the side of it.
4: What does the text on the side of it say?
0: <laughs> it says the hotel brought Alban.
4: That's interesting. That's very interesting. I'm gonna write on the back of my hand what color is the ink? It's blue. Oh, blue. That blue's nice. Okay, I will pocket the pen. Are you okay,
0: Ward?
3: Did you see her?
0: Did I see the other person? You saw a figure that Ward was looking at, but you didn't make out like anything distinct about them.
4: I say, Ward, I saw the person, but I'm not sure either of us actually saw anything. I don't know what this place you you know the building only goes up three floors, right? You in your heart, you know that.
3: If that's true, then why would she be here? Did she look exactly the same, Handler? Like the last time I saw her?
0: No, no. She'd aged a little. Her hair was a little longer. She had a couple of um, bangly earrings in.
4: I think there's a chance, Ward, that we have been dosed with something and that what we are experiencing is not reality.
3: But you don't understand, it was her, that was my sister.
4: I hear you, I understand what you're saying. The thing is, is how in God's name would your sister be in a building in New York that we are investigating?
3: I don't know, it's, it's very hard to explain, especially since she's been gone for so long.
4: I don't think we're okay. I think we need to find the others, and I think we need to stay together until we find them.
0: Is that a music box, Ward? We hear something.
3: I'm gonna follow it. Do you hear that, O'Neill? Hey,
4: do I hear it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Of course I do. What does it sound like? Is it Pop Goes the Weasel?
0: It's not Pop Goes the Weasel, but it is a, a cheery tune. It's hard to place exactly, but you do definitely hear it. It's pleasant, if not a bit discordant.
4: Ward, we're going to check out the music, and then we're both going to make a conscious decision to look for the rest of the team. Okay?
3: Yeah, that sounds good. But if I see her again, I'm going to go after her.
4: Okay. Let's go check out the music. Do I have my gun?
0: Check yourself for your sidearm. You have it.
4: Hey, guess what? Hey, okay. I'm unholstering the gun. Safety on. No round in chamber. Gun unholstered.
0: That's very specific. But fair.
4: We are going to go together to go towards the sound of the music.
0: Okay, You wander back down the hallway that you'd run down, and you hear beyond this music a slight tapping. There's a bit of a repetitive to it, but it's every second or so, there's a tap. The tap seems to be coming from that door, same place where the music is coming from.
4: Like a... what do you mean by like a tap?
0: Just every once so often. There's no actual um, steady beat to it, at least not directly. Uh, it's off time a little bit, just
4: slightly. So what happens if we follow the music, Like,
0: Well, it seems to be coming from behind the door.
4: Oh, is the door... The door is closed.
0: It does appear that way, yes.
4: I'm going to look at Ward and I'm going to say, how about you open it?
3: Yeah, and you'll go in first, just like protocol. I'll
4: we'll cover you. Okay. Okay, we're going to do it. We got this.
3: I'm going to stand. I guess the question is, does the door pull out or push in?
0: It does look like it uh, pushes in. You grab the handle, circular handle, and turn it. Like any apartment door that you see seen here.
3: I'm going to whip it open real fast. Maybe it hits the wall.
0: Okay.
4: And I'm going to immediately move in with my gun raised.
0: So you whip it open fast. O'Neill, you st- get ready to step into the space and something steps into the doorframe space before you. It actually, doesn't step so much as it wheels. So no more than, say, two thirds of a, a meter tall, just about two or so feet, give or take off the ground. There's an odd little contraption that wheels itself out. On top of this strange sort of set of wheels, there's a beautiful, or once beautiful porcelain face that sits sort of at an angle. It's a doll. And it seems to be the smashed remains of one that's been put back together with extensive care. Well, mostly extensive care. It has a mouth, which seems to be generating the tapping sound. It clacks up and down as it it wobbles on these two un equal wheels. The arms are, are set at a very strange angle and it seems to try to move them back and forth. It can't seem to do so. And then it spins 360 degrees on the axis and the arms come out wide and then slowly ease back down. There's a coppery smell that you're flooded with when this thing comes out. You can hear these me- uh, some sort of strange mechanism inside this thing churn around it's okay we got this it is most certainly not okay oh what is this thing you can't even possibly come to understand how such a contraption could even how does this thing move and work it makes no sense to you it's got to be a toy it's got to be a toy Because no one's moved to stop it just yet, it will move out into the hallway. It turns around and shows you its back, Agent Ward.
3: Oh, of course it does.
0: You see a piece of paper stuck to its back.
3: I'm going to regret this decision of leaning in closer to read what this paper says.
0: It looks like an old invitation present on its back. There are a couple of pieces of paper. When you lean in closer, though, that coppery smell gets a little thicker, and if you didn't know it any better, you'd think it was blood.
3: I'm gonna reach out to snatch the papers on its back.
4: I'm gonna turn my gun on it while they're doing that.
3: In the process of grabbing it, I'm gonna knock this fucker over.
0: Okay. You knock it over. You grab the imitation and sort of kick the thing over out of disgust. It begins to cry. Roll sanity.
4: No Oh uh, both
0: of us? No. Agent Ward is taking it just a little step further and she's decided to kick the baby.
4: I'm gonna rack around into the
0: chamber.
3: <laughs> uh so I got a forty two under seventy-eight.
0: OK? You don't feel any different, but when you kick it, it moves and falls and hits the ground. And as soon as it does, because it's on these uneven, sort of oddly shaped wheels, it begins to slowly click, 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 click and stand itself back up. And that's when it starts crying. And when it cries, it uses the only moisture inside of its body. And so the entirety of front of its face, this cobbled together porcelain mess begins to bleed red.
3: Cool. I'm going to shove it back into the room and close the door. Okay.
4: What the fuck?
0: You shove it back in and close the door. As you do so, Agent Ward, you hear from inside the room, Joanne, don't leave me alone. It's your sister Leslie's voice.
4: I'm going to grab the handle and hold the door closed.
3: I'm going to smack the door. Leslie, Leslie, where are you?
0: You don't hear anything from inside the door anymore.
4: You're not going in there. You're you're just, you're not going in there.
3: No, I don't want to be in there with that thing.
4: Exactly. Okay. We got, you checked out the music. That was the thing we said we were going to do. We're going to, together, we're going to go look for our friends, our compatriots, our comrades.
3: Yeah, that seems reasonable.
4: Okay, so I've got a nondescript envelope. It's uh, a more squarish envelope than the longer form ones. And on the cover, it appears to have in black ink written in cursive. It uh, would appears to be handwriting. I believe it says Ian Frederick de Craig, Prisoner 125101.
0: That's correct. Some sort of envelope, it seems.
4: Inside of that envelope, there is a yellowed piece of paper with a couple of creases in it. There appears to be some sort of perhaps pressed artwork, printed artwork on here. And then uh, handwritten very nicely on here appears to be some words. It says, Join us at the palace, a masquerade to celebrate the new king. Come to dine, come to dance, come.
0: You think it's vellum? Vellum? Pressed vellum. It's fancy paper.
4: Oh, I like fancy paper.
0: Agent Darford and, and Agent Bennett, you're leaving the room and heading back in hopes of finding a smoking lounge. You do so without any serious effort. It's no more than 10 to 15 steps and you're taking a, a right and you enter back into the smoking lounge. All right, well, that's good news, at least.
1: I think Dartford, like a big, big cleansing sigh of relief that we've actually at least found some central locale point.
0: You don't see Rourke.
1: Well, I don't trust that guy anyways.
0: But we're all there. Yeah, you're all able to regroup in this place, it seems.
4: Hey, there are mechanical children, and they cry blood. And they hand out papers. They have invitations that belong to none of us. And I, we have, and show them the show them the paper.
3: And I'll give them the invitation, the envelope, like the flap of it. it's just over the top of the note. So I'll just give it to them as a pair. Okay, we're
4: high, right? Somebody. Somebody gave us is this is this acid? Is this what acid does?
1: We don't have a way out of here.
4: Is here real?
1: Well, obviously not. Well, but it is because we're here.
4: Okay. So this is why we're here, right? This is the weird shit we were told to look for, right?
1: Well, I don't know, it seems pretty fucking weird.
2: Yeah, I don't know if they knew about this, the extent of all this. I mean, it's definitely real, but this is where Abigail went, right? this We're all agreed on that. She she came
4: up here and got lost. Dude, I'm not sure I'm not sitting in a hallway right now, drooling.
2: Well, then we all are, and that'd be a big deal. Like, we're all, there's no way that we're all having the same hallucination. And then we go off and because we, we saw some weird shit too. And then we come back like. That's not happening. This is, we got to wrap our heads around, this is This is happening right now. If we don't wrap our heads around that, we're going to die here.
1: Well, that might be what happened to Abigail. If she got lost or died here, and that's why she could never come back. And who's to say that we won't get lost here and not be able to find our way back?
2: Let's not jump to the absolute possible worst catastrophe immediately. I mean, remember we found this because we came here at night. Maybe it's a time-based thing. We can get in here at a certain time, get out at a certain time, or maybe that weirdo Rourke, or maybe, look at all these books up in here. There's maybe one of these books. Talk- we have not done enough to for us to immediately panic and say we're trapped and let's slit our wrists and jump out that window. And then I'm going to walk over towards the window.
0: What window? There's
2: no window here. I'm walking through the walls and like, like, like there ain't no windows in here. Well, you know what I'm saying.
4: If I grab another book, it, is it what what's in the book?
0: Very similar to a lot of the other books in here? There is um Unexpected Victorian Pornography.
4: Unexpected Victorian Pornography. If I pull another book, is is it going to be more unexpected Victorian pornography?
0: No, no, now it's expected.
4: Now it's expected Victorian pornography. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Agent O'Neill. the second book has your fiancé in it.
4: The fuck it does?
0: Mm, She's wearing something very high class and fairly revealing and made out of... Well, there's a lot of whale boning in the corset she's wearing. There's a photograph of Beth in the book. There's a photograph and then there are drawings... Of Beth in the book, including a fair amount of implements that Beth is using on another woman. You're not certain where they come from, but they all have little side notes and diagrams about how they're put together and connected and how they're made to work.
4: Well, wait, if it's a drawing, how do I know it's Beth?
0: Well, the photo is definitely Beth, but the drawing is sort of a, a Leonardo da Vinci capturing of the situation. Jesus.
4: Uh, I'm ripping that out of the book.
0: Okay, you rip it out of the book. It's telling, too, because Beth is looking at you.
4: Wait, what do you mean?
0: Look, like when you look at the photo, she's staring into the photo. She's staring out. She's definitely smiling, too. You can tell that she's enjoying herself. Camera is just picking up enough of her sort of clavicle area. You can tell that she's a little red.
4: All right, we're not looking at this anymore. The book is closed. The ripped pages are in my pocket. We're not looking at this no more. This is, there we go. In my pocket, pages.
2: Speaking of weird, weirdness, I mean, Darford saw something, I saw something. Miss Ward, if I show you this frame, I'm just wondering, I'm not going to look at it, I'm just wondering what kind of name you might see on this because it seems to be a little bit uh, tricky.
0: And then I'm just going to show Agent Ward the frame. Okay. Yeah, at the bottom of the frame, um, well, first in the frame, you see a bottle. It is dark. And then it is sitting on the floor somewhere when this photograph has been taken. At the bottom of it, there's a scrawled, in cursive, very, very neat handwriting that says D. Carver.
3: What are you looking for, Bennett, on this?
2: I'm just wondering what name you might see on, on this picture.
3: It says Carver. Is there an initial? Yeah, it's D. Carver.
2: D. Carver. And... and
3: O'Neill, you see the
2: same thing?
0: I'm going to show it to Agent O'Neill.
4: What am I looking at?
0: Same thing. Carver at the bottom of it looks like it's scrawled into this note that sits at the bottom of it.
4: It was weird about this.
0: Good. There's
2: nothing weird about that, and I'm very happy, and I'm just going to set that on a side table. I thought for a second I saw something different than what we're all seeing now, and I see the same thing, and something about a living god, and blah, 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 but... uh No, I think we're all good. We're all good. Well, we are definitely not good, but for this moment, we are better.
4: All right, does anybody have some ruby shoes? Maybe we could click them together an appropriate amount of times something between two and four times, perhaps.
1: Breadcrumbs may be helpful, I think, in this situation.
2: Handler, have we gone through each of the doors out of the smoking room now? They went through one. We went through another. Are there more doors? There are. Um, there are at least two more. One does not simply walk through more doors, but maybe we should.
4: What are you trying to look for?
2: So I'm trying to look for one, Abigail Wright, and two, a way out, or two B, some mechanism by which we might learn how to get a way
4: out. Okay, I can back that.
2: Wait, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'd also love to get a look out a window somewhere. Did you? We ain't seen no windows. Did you see any windows on your route? The way you wait, We ain't seen no windows. How do we make sure we ain't in a fun house?
4: Dude, dude. I saw shit. I saw shit you don't want to see. Ward saw shit. Ward was seeing their sister?
3: Yeah, she's in this building somewhere.
4: No. Your sister is not in this building. This is a crazy place.
3: You wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't think that she
1: is Ward Because, I I mean, we've all seen some real weird stuff here. Like, I don't think my ex-husband actually did porn. So, I I don't know. I think we're just... I I don't think everything is here as it is.
4: So is this what the organization has you do normally? Is this the kind of stuff you're used to dealing with?
1: Oh, this is like my first job.
4: This is your first job too.
1: Yeah, no, I haven't done anything for them before.
4: Wait, y'all like interns? This is my first job.
1: I mean, I got tangled up in some stuff once, but this is the first time they were like, hey, go do this.
4: I met this dude in in Norfolk. He said, hey, some people that you know here are messed up with some occult shit. We sometimes do occult shit. And then a couple months later, I get called out to do this. You know, it says, you know, it'd be good for me, good for my career, good for connections and stuff. Everything got approved and I'm here, but like not this kind of level of shit. How many times have you been doing this?
3: I mean, I've seen plenty of weird stuff in my day. This is weirder than normal, sure.
1: Yeah, wait. What about you, Bennett? I mean, you—you've you've been more involved than that. You'd seem surprised about me and O'Neill.
2: There's a thoughtful look on my face, and then, you know, I hate to say it, but man, this might be my first first job here, also.
4: Fuck me. If I put it together.
2: Sounds like we all saw some weirdness, but nothing, nothing to a whole nother, a whole nother plate. No, nothing like this. Nothing like this. Nothing, not to this degree. I mean, that apartment was already a whole nother level. I mean, that phone that disappeared was a, man, there's been a lot of weirdness. That that phone that disappeared was a whole nother level. Yeah, I'm starting to get angry too, O'Neal. I'm, I'm with you. I'm starting to get angry. I think we might've got, got a little bit of hoodwinking going on here. Put all these folks up in here that, hmm.
4: Here's what I see. They were like, go catalog some stuff. And I don't think they knew what was here.
1: Or they did. And it's a test to see how far we'd go and how much we'd get into. To see if we would ignore what was going on and do the job and get out. Or if we would follow these little, little lines, pull these little strings and end up, I don't know, in another fucking place that doesn't exist.
4: Okay. Core things they told us. Find the weird shit. Destroy the weird shit. Keep people quiet about the weird shit, right?
3: Yeah, that's what all of us were told. Dartford's
1: off to one side, like, hands on knees, breathing heavily.
4: (laughs) Okay. Despite the fact that it might be hard to destroy a floor of a building that doesn't exist, right now we're still in that floor. We have a door. Bennett, I'm with you. Let's go...
2: O'Neil, they told us one other thing. They told us one other thing with, with a, a great degree of seriousness. I just recalled. They told us, don't get lost.
4: Well, you know, as long as we have each other, we're we're not lost. We're not truly lost. So... So we're gonna go. We're gonna go through this next door together, right?
0: You asked that question, Agent O'Neill, and all of you hear from one of the two doors that's here. You hear the sound of suppressed automatic gunfire, and then you start hearing screams. A man screams, and you hear him very intimately die from automatic gunfire.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna get low. Gun out. What y'all doing?
3: Oh, I definitely have my sidearm out at this point.
2: I'm letting the song go through my head and then, yeah, immediately pull my service pistol, take cover behind one of these giant chairs. I take a glance at Dartford knowing it's not really her bag and if she If she doesn't seem to be operating, I might just pull her down towards another chair sofa and get some
0: cover.
1: Dartford is fully on the struggle bus right now.
0: Yeah, the automatic gunfire continues for about 10 to 15 more seconds. For you, O'Neill, it is 100% a single weapon.
4: It's a single weapon. It's a single weapon. Do I... You said it's automatic, so like hold down trigger... Yes. Alright. Do I know what what kind of weapon that might be?
0: Probably at least a forty five caliber weapon.
4: Okay. All right. Uh, I look at Bennett and I'm like, "You got a weapon. I got a weapon." I look at Ward. We all got weapons. Let's go in this door. Let's clear the space. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna open the door quickly, so somebody can move in and clear.
2: I'll take the other side, and when he opens the door, I'll um stay down and, and stay stay close but behind don't don't get up in front probably an unnecessary warning
0: given Dartford's situation but <laughs> opening the door uh, quickly and preparing to take the room uh, the agents uncover a huge empty ballroom so beautiful chandeliers long curtains that stretch down over what look like windows which is particularly interesting to you. Agent Bennett, there are an enormous amount of shell casings on the floor. You can see that on the main portion of the ballroom. You see odd tracks of blood that lead from a central stain to the far end of the room. You can smell the gunpowder in this room. There's even a haze above What
4: kind of shell casings?
0: Forty-five caliber. Actually, these are a little old now that you get them in good sight. I say old because the the brass looks a little old.
4: How big is this room?
0: Mm, We'll say it's a large ballroom. So it's, say, 30 feet wide by 50 feet deep. Is that a big ballroom? For this place, it is, given the fact that You've never seen a room larger than a standard apartment building in this hotel before. I'd say it's pretty big.
4: No tables, no chairs.
0: Nope.
4: Benny, you want to go follow that blood?
2: How many doors out of this ballroom? The path leads off to one other other
0: doors? Yeah, the path leads directly to one door.
4: Dartford, stay with us. I'll uh, keep my back
2: up against the wall and make my way towards that wherever that path of blood is leading. You head towards the path of blood.
0: As you do, it's a sort of a, a dance for you to get around stepping on shell casings or stepping around blood. You don't want to track blood for a varied amount of reasons. And <laughs> that, that old sort of mentality comes over you again. You start thinking, okay, this is a crime scene and... Something happened here and I don't want to disturb what happened. You get to the door, Agent Bennett, and you can smell the gunpowder smoke near this door. It's closed? Yes.
2: No blood smear on the door, on the doorknob? No.
0: No um, discoloration on the handle. This looks like a regular standard apartment doorknob, just like all the rest of them. Put my ear up to the door.
2: Take a listen real quick before I try the handle.
0: Put your ear to the door. I won't make you roll for this. Is it just Bennett going to this door or have the rest of the agents moved into the room?
1: They're not getting very far from me.
0: I can't imagine why Agent Darford, why?
4: Yeah, I want to keep eyes on Darfur. make sure
0: they're okay. Okay, well then, let me ask Agent Dartford. <laughs> How close are you to Agent Bennett? Probably pretty close. Okay, okay. Ward, you two or are you are you staying in the middle of the room or?
3: No, I'm going to the other door, so that that way, if you know, there's somebody in that room, I'll be able to find them. Okay,
0: fair enough. I'm
4: not staying in the middle of a room. I'm staying along walls.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So. Uh, Agent Darford and Agent Bennett, you hear near this door what you are convinced is vigorous lovemaking.
2: Darford, um this may be weird.
0: Mhm.
2: It doesn't sound like a a shooting victim in there to me.
1: No. Unless I I know the difference between moans of pleasure and pain and that's the f- Uh, first one I think at least
2: yeah I think they
0: fucking in there and I'm gonna open the door and and peek in you open the door as soon as you crack the seal on this door the first thing that you get hit with are a series of scents we'll just put it that way beyond those scents you open the door to a room without anyone in it there's a wide king size bed in here It is covered in blood and little bits of chromed metal. On the nightstand nearby, Agent Bennett, you see something you've seen before, and that's a syringe and a burnt spoon. It's been weeks, months since it's used. There's a somewhat familiar wooden stock tucked behind the headboard here. It's definitely some type of shotgun. On the floor, between the bed and the table at the far end of the room, there are a varying amount of $100 bills that are splayed all over. Some of them are sticky from the blood wrapped in between this the stacks of cash. Looks like someone just had a really, really good time in this room. Whoever they were, they're far gone.
2: Sort of whispering, God damn it, Dartford. I'm sick of all this weird ass sounds and the
4: people ain't there.
1: I fucking hate this place.
4: Is that a bag of cash? Holy fuck. How much is that?
0: You'd have to count it. um, But just from the visual state of the stacks of money that are here between the stuff on the bed, the floor, and then the valise case that sits somewhat open on the table nearby. There are likely tens of thousands of dollars here.
4: Okay. Well, first let's zip that bag up.
0: You go over to the bag, Agent O'Neil, and scrawled on the table in blood from someone, clearly from someone's finger. You read the words, where is my bottle? And there's a question mark.
4: What the fuck? Where is my bottle? I'm gonna. will say that out loud. Someone drinks.
2: And of course, immediately I'm thinking of the pictures.
0: You are. It's going to cost you a sanity roll, Agent Bennett.
2: Dartford, why don't you uh, grab that shotgun while I attend to this business here with my brain?
1: I, Dartford, will grab a shotgun to the best of her ability.
2: Fucking a. A second fumble for a sand roll. 66
0: over 62. A rough search of, of this room, which most of the agents will be able to do with their eyeballs rather than their fingertips, does reveal that behind the behind the bed there, there's three things. Uh, there's a magazine that is dated from somewhere in the 30s. It's not a nudie mag, but it's as close as you get in the day. So it's a lot of girls, pinup girls, that have been placed together along with, you know, cigarette ads and that sort of thing. Boxing scores, that sort of thing. There are also two well-conditioned shotguns that sit behind the bed.
1: Well, I I believe Dartford at Bennett's direction grabbed a shotgun, unfortunately.
0: Unfortunately? Yep. So. Am I hearing you correctly that you're grabbing a shotgun?
1: Yeah. I mean, Bennett told me to, and I'm trusting Bennett right now because I'm losing my shit as well.
0: You grab the shotgun. It's pump action. It seems to be uh, what you might find in any sort of um, police car or maybe a, a bank guard that might have a shotgun. You don't have a ton of experience with shotguns, but when you grab it, you can tell that there's some sort of film on the stock. There's a some sort of stickiness here. Don't like that. But you've acquired a shotgun. What
1: gauge shotgun do I have?
0: Um, You're not super familiar with gauges, but it looks like a fairly standard shotgun.
4: By the way, I've slung the bag zipped up. I assuming it's zippers or snaps whatever i don't care the bloody money and i've got it over my shoulder that's coming
0: with fantastic so uh agent ward you're at the other door yeah you hear a voice from inside of it maybe beyond the door it sounds like a man's voice he seems to be shouting something you're not sure
3: uh i'm gonna push the door open just a little bit
0: okay you push the door open. You see a hallway beyond the door.
3: And I'm going to shout back, Hey, Bennett, there's another hallway here.
2: Handler, any ramifications to these multiple sanity losses that I should be handling or no? I'm fine with no as well.
0: Nope.
2: Okay. I'll grab the other shotgun for sure. hmm Because you never let a shotgun go when you find one and I'll walk just straight across the ballroom towards Ward. You start hearing a man shouting. Ward, be careful. Um, But yeah, what what, what you see and I'll I'll just walk towards
0: Agent Ward. Okay, you walk towards Agent Ward. You hear in the distance a man shouting. Maybe it's coming from somewhere down the hallway.
3: I want to be real quiet when I move down this hallway to try to pick up what he's saying
2: okay I'll cover you Ward and I cover Ward
4: I snap my finger to get Dartford's attention on me we're gonna stick with them all right yeah okay Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely yes uh, hey, point that point that down
1: uh, 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 sorry
4: cool you you got that you okay
1: Very unwieldy. Um, yep.
4: Okay. I got you. I'm right here beside you. Okay. Let's stay together.
0: Agent Ward, do you carefully stalk down the hallway as best you can? You move forward. You can see on one side, the right side of the hall, there's a door. It's slightly ajar here. And you can hear that voice saying something it's probably 20 or 30 feet down the hallway but you can you can hear this man inside this room and as o'neill and dartford get into the hallway with with bennett just ahead of them the four of you begin to hear shouting from this room i do invocate and conjure thee O spirit person and being with power armed from the supreme majesty i do strongly command thee by Barilinus. And he sort of trails off and you hear another strange word get spoken. Pow Chima and Apollo. And then sort of gets covered up. This last word gets covered up by this strange burbling sound. And there's a flash from inside that room that you see Agent Ward bright And as shining as the day. And then smoke begins to billow out of the room.
3: Does it smell like a fire?
0: No, it smells like... smells like an incense shop in there.
3: Oh. I'm going to move a little faster and peek into the room.
0: Okay. You move up a little faster, peek into the room. The room seems abandoned. There's an odd smoking brass vessel in the center of the room you see it's wafting this strange almost pale yellowed smoke into the air
3: so with my my gun raised I'm going to nudge open the door a little bit more Okay, and start to cover
0: the room Bennett, O'Neill you're beginning to see her move into this room very carefully you're very close behind her here is to not to lose her in this hallway
2: and i have a weapon up and i'm actively covering but following behind
0: this brass vessel agent ward is marked with very strange symbols it sits in front of a large pentagram etched into the floor it seems like it was etched with a knife hard scrapes Someone with a fair amount of physical strength etched this pentagram into the floor. Do we here have a cult 50 or over? You can roll if you would like.
3: So I was going to ask if I would remember, like, if I look at the symbols on this thing, does it look like what was in Abigail's apartment?
0: Um, maybe a little. That, that symbol on It sure does. You sort of look at one side of this etched, I don't know, this decanter, this strange brass holder in the middle of the room. That sort of looks like it's a little different, though.
4: Does it look like the thing from Norfolk?
0: Are you looking at it?
4: I'm looking at everything.
0: Everything is a little difficult. All right, let's see what you got. So uh, the occult rolls are not uh, encouraging, but for you, Agent O'Neill, the piece carved on the north side of this brass container is way too familiar. Oh shit. Why? This looks exactly like what you saw in Nofork. This is what that agent was talking about. It's the same symbol.
4: When he was rambling about demons uh-huh. Okay. So demons symbols names. All right, I'm going to I'm going to so is this already in my little sketchbook if I whip out my little green book is it already in there?
0: Yep. It's already there.
4: All right. He invoked a name.
0: Yeah, person. But not with an e, person maybe. Person.
4: I'm going to write that under the symbol in my little green book.
0: Those of you in our listening audience who have been to a Orthodox church before, this is the smell of frankincense. Very heavy. And Agent Bennett, out of the corner of your eye, back towards the door that leads to the hallway, you see at the floor of the door, gold and silver cloth piece snake out of this room. Like imagine someone wearing a very long robe and they've just left that trailing piece. You catch it out of the corner of your eye like someone was here and you didn't see them.
2: Well, 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 contact and then weapon towards and then I'm moving with
0: purpose towards that movement. You head back towards the door. It doesn't take you more than three or four steps, but you're being careful, cautious, and prepared. And you get out into the hallway and find it empty. I'm right behind him.
2: O'Neill, did you see that? Am I just getting jumpy here? What did you see? Uh, it was out of the corner of my eye. I saw as if someone was just walking out the door and they were, they were wearing robes. It's just like all this other bullshit. You hear something, you open the door, they're gone immediately. and There's no way they've no they gone that fast.
4: Wait a second. Wait a second. It's like things keep grabbing our attention. One thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing. It's a never-ending chain of, like, things. We gotta move with purpose. We gotta knife-hand this shit. We gotta walk in a direction. We gotta... We have to know what we're doing here. Anytime we're not thinking about this stuff, it's just another flash, another bang, another funny room, all right? You, you, you want to lead this. That's cool. I'm, I'm going to follow you. I'll keep Dartford. I'll keep Ward with us. But, like, you got to move with a reason. What are you looking for? A singular thing.
2: Y'all think we're getting manipulated here. You think there's, like, some sort of intentional mess with us right now? I feel like we are pages in a book. And the book we keep on seeing pages above and pages below. It's like every time I turn my head, it's like a glimpse off into something else. I feel like I'm going crazy here, O'Neal.
4: So what are we doing? Let's focus up. All right? Let's take a knee. Let's huddle. What are we doing?
0: I can answer that if you'd like. We are going to take intermission. So while our agents collect themselves and perhaps form a plot and a plan to move forward, I'm going to encourage you to head to the snack bar to get some refreshments and relax. It's been an awfully jarring evening, don't you think? And come back next time for another episode of Impossible Landscapes. As played by members of the Old Ways Podcast. And hopefully, we'll get a chance to find old Albaguer after all. Thank you and good night.